Hello and welcome to the Hespect MMA Podcast, where we cover MMA's hottest headlines, main card lineups, fighter drama, fight predictions, media giants, and basically all things MMA related. Made by the fans, for the fans. This is your host, Keith, and I'd love for you to come and join me here, often visited by a special guest and best friend of mine, codenamed Throblo, as we share our memories, takes, and opinions on the frequently changing landscape that is MMA. Now without further ado, let's MMA and chill. That's good, that's good. I guess we should start off with uh, welcoming anybody and everybody to the very first official episode of the podcast. Uh, having said happy new years happy new years bro yeah happy new years man sending well wishes to anybody and everybody who worked through the holidays and uh during the pandemic times yeah uh pretty excited we finally have some high caliber ufc events this weekend after two long weeks and the excitement for me is building oh yeah how you feeling man yeah man looking forward to it mm-hmm but, uh, you know, while we've been gone, there have been, like, some good moves outside of the promotion, right? Um, did you happen to see the Horiguchi fight? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Kai Asakura. Yeah. Yeah, he just lost to him recently, didn't he? Yeah, he avenged his loss in this recent, most recent fight. Uh, they fought in August 2019. That's when he lost to Kai. Yeah, and then he took a layoff because uh, of some kind of injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he came back and uh, yeah, he got the job done. Uh, I, I I got a chance to watch a bit of it. You know, it was a good chess battle. Good chess battle. Both guys had good footwork. Yeah. Horiguchi, mm-hmm. though, you know, he moved. Yeah, I mean, uh, he reminds me of like a you know a, a bishop on a chessboard. Oh yeah, very diagonally. You know, very a lot of <laughs> lateral movement. <laughs> yeah, I've I haven't uh, seen him fight in a while. It's hard to catch those uh, Asianic cards, mm-hmm. or hard to catch them live. And then it's just not re- really the same when you uh, when you have to rewatch it. Yeah, like late nights for them, early uh, early morning for us. Yeah, I remember uh, right around the time uh, Mighty Mouse and Sage Northcutt went over to one. I was just able to catch maybe the main event and the co-main event streaming on my phone while I was at work at like mm-hmm. 7 a.m. Oh, shit, eh? Yeah, yeah it's always awesome to be able to watch those live. Yeah. Yeah, they always started at like 5 a.m. for us here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always ended up watching replays you know, after hearing uh, whatever the results were. Not as exciting, but uh, still exciting to watch. Yeah. Stay updated. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, to this day, you know, call me crazy, but I think he's the only one that even gave Mighty Mouse uh, some problems on the feet when they fought in the UFC. Yeah, their fight was really good. It was really back yeah. and forth. Like, if memory serves me correctly, I think uh, didn't Johnson? He 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 went for grappling that one. He usually uh, usually goes there and dominates with his striking. You know, he mixes it up, but I feel like that one was uh, grapple heavy just because. Horiguchi's uh, movement was really giving him problems. 
Yeah, I mean, he had problems with Dominic Cruz, and uh, as much as he tried to wrestle him too, right? It uh, just didn't kind of work out that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dominic Cruz and uh, Kyoji Horiguchi have uh, a lot of good movement. And I mean, yeah, Kyoji's, you know, carving out a legacy of his own is his uh, record very closely mirrors, I mean, Mighty Mouse. They're both like 29 and 30 and 3. They both mm-hmm. have multiple championships. Yeah, yeah. I think they're the top two in the world. Yeah, yeah, easily at 125. It'd be awesome to see them against uh, dudes like Moreno or Figu- Figgy. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what uh, what his next move is for Horiguchi. Mm-hmm. He could just stay in Ryzen and keep dominating, but I think a lot of people want him to branch out, maybe go to one even, try yeah. and uh, have a showdown with Mighty Mouse. They should. They should rematch that. I, w- I would like to see that, see how, see how the growth goes and uh, whose game plan uh, ends up being better on that night. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, and a a second note uh, over the New Year's. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the boxer Ryan Garcia. Uh, Sounds familiar. Haven't uh, stayed that updated with boxing lately, outside of a few major names. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend I'm a freaking boxing aficionado or whatever those (laughs) they call those guys, connoisseur. But uh, yeah, apparently he won the uh, interim WBC lightweight title. So I just want to... Give a congratulations to Mr. Garcia. Uh, that guy actually, you know, uh, you, you remember Canelo Alvarez, right? Yeah. Back when we were following uh, Triple G on his winning streak. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, they, they got a deep affiliation. Uh, that that uh, Alvarez, too, he recently won a super middleweight title. That guy's been moving up in weight, taking on the big boys. Some yeah, success man. there for him. But uh, I think I think that's a big benefit for Garcia, uh, being around like a, a dude like that. So just shout out to those two guys, Mexican power, always representing. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to our uh, fight review, previews, and predictions. Just gonna look over the fight before the New Year's. Stephen Thompson, Jeff Neal, that card. Uh, after that, we got a UFC on ABC One. It's our first time on ABC. Not that that uh, really matters to me as a fan, but uh, that's a note right there. Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. Going to look over that card. And then quickly lo- look over the main event of uh, Chiesa versus Magni on UFC on S- ESPN 20. Uh, one second, though. Uh, I'm just going to get some water here. Yeah, take your time, man. So when we did the uh, test pod, we briefly talked about uh, uh, the prelim fighter, Jimmy the, the Brick Flick, and his sub over Cody Durden. Just wanted to give him a shout out. He's uh, he's actually a former LFA flyweight champion, that guy. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that, but that's cool. So yeah, it know, looks uh, like he's got some experience, despite uh, just having recently been on the Contender Series and then... Getting a flying uh, flying triangle choke. Yeah, that was really good. Like, by all appearances, when, when I watched it, I thought there was room for improvement in his striking. But, uh, you know, now he's got a four-win streak all by submission. 2-0 in the UFC. He had that first fight on the Contender Series, like you said. Yeah. Now he's 16-5. and 
I took a look at his record. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, that guy likes himself the arm triangle, Chuck. Yeah, I, yeah, oh, I like that guy. Over it right now, <laughs> every other every other fight, a few in a row there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a signature. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was my. That's my specialty too. So shout out <laughs> to Jimmy the, uh, the Brick Flick. <laughs> Plus his last name exists somewhere in a in, in a space on Maple Island. Yeah. <laughs> Long story, people. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you got any more comments about Flick? Uh, not really. I mean, I just watched that uh, submission earlier today. It was it was pretty pretty cool, man. Something you don't see often. Mm -hmm. Definitely yeah. some points in his favor. Yeah, for me, I think uh, personally speaking, probably too early to say if he's going to score a top 15 fight after this, but I don't know. What do you think? I, I don't know about that, but... It definitely helps, you know, getting a finish like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll just have to see. Time will only tell for that guy. Um, but good luck to him. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, uh, the top of the uh, prelims, Anthony Pettis defeating Alex Morono. Uh, unanimous decision. Um, any, any comments there? Uh, you know, Pettis uh, seems like he's returning to form. You know, he, <laughs> he let loose a lot more kicks than he has been lately. He... Uh, he had some trouble on the ground at the beginning, but you know, yeah, yeah. he's been in that champion position where you got to fight through anything, right? Yeah. So yeah, no, no trouble there, experience. really. Not no trouble, but you know, he did his thing. Yeah, yeah. He 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 had the adversity, but he pulled through when when he needed to, and he just it was classic Anthony Pettis, you know, the low yeah. kick. Um, that finish though, or the finish to the the final round. Mm -hmm, that low to spinning high kick at the end. Yeah. Rocked uh, Morono. Very beautiful kick. Very beautiful. Yeah. Secured the round for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's actually, uh, uh, I think, uh, after three, four years, this is his first two fight win streak. Got a really rocky last two, three, four years after he won the belt. Uh, yeah. He definitely guys did. figured out his game. And uh, he never made the right adjustments until. Uh, Quite recently, he he said that uh, you know, you got a lot of stuff uh, right in his life with his family and his personal life, and uh, that uh, he was he was getting better at focusing in on the moment and not dwelling on things that happened to him before in previous fights. So, oh yeah, we'll get to him. Yeah, Very, I mean uh, Anthony Pettis 2.0. I'm down. Yeah, he's only 33 <laughs> years old too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like Dick Pettis at 170. Yeah, he said he's gonna go back to 155. So, yeah, over uh, at the um, PFL. I saw one Instagram comment. Uh, they said that maybe he should fight Lance Palmer. I like that. I like that Lance Palmer. He's uh probably one of the better lightweights outside of the UFC right now. I don't know if you ever seen him. Uh, it rings a bell. It does um, ring a bell. If memory serves me correctly. Very good uh, wrestle boxer. But I'd yeah. have to look at his resume again to make sure. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm very familiar with his name here quite often. And uh, if uh, Pettis scores a fight like that, then good luck to him. Just uh, excited for him and all the best to his career. What about Morono, though? What, what do you think he should do now coming off this uh, losing? Not sure about that. I mean, he did... Uh... He did, you know, do really well in the first uh, first round. He's mm -hmm. got really good uh, grappling. He kept Pettis on the ground for most of the time. But 
you know, this was that big name, right? This is that one that he needed. Yeah, yeah. Certainly sent him back down the ladder. Yeah, and it's not like he had, you know, a four or five fight winning streak or anything. You know, he's coming off back to back. He had a three fight streak a lot not long ago, but I mean, none of those guys were exactly, you know, ranked competition, especially at one fifty five. Yeah. Well, sorry to say, breakout fight spoiled. Pettis yeah. So good yeah, luck. I mean, he's just got to get back in there, get another win on the board. Mm -hmm. Anyways, let's move on to the main card. Um, I just want to quickly glaze over. Uh, congratulate uh, Martian Taibura. Yeah, that second round TKO over uh, the guest asthmatic. Non yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not much going on there. You know, Hardy yeah. wants to power punch you. Marcin Tybura did the smart thing, got it down, right? Basically dominated from that point. Yeah. No, uh, no uh, inhaler this time. It's no, right. <laughs> no. Didn't make it to the third round. Nope, not at all. Anyways, um, uh, how'd, you, how'd you like Font against uh, Marais? That one was... Uh, uh, I mean, Marias has been getting knocked out lately, but mm -hmm. uh, and he started with a grappling, right? As soon as the fight started, he immediately went for a takedown. Yeah, I think uh, Anik or Bisping mentioned that he had been uh, working a lot on his uh, jiu-jitsu, so more of a, yeah. uh, a grappling-oriented attack out the gate there. Yeah, I mean, by the time it, it ended up being finished, I mean, they, spent a lot, they had spent most of the round on the ground anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, Rob Fine, man, credits to him. He got back up, kept firing, man. That that jab, the popping yeah. shots. Yeah, I mean, he, he put him down a couple times with just the jab, right? Mm -hmm. His his aggression was like it suffocated Marais. Yeah, uh, I think I, I mean, think uh, Hino, uh, Henry Kudo, I think he uh, laid the blueprint on how to deal with Marlon. You know, heavy pressure. Yeah, tend to crumble with the uh, under the pressure. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's something a lot of guys who like to you know more explosive, uh, powerful guys they like to you know trade and exchange at a distance or momentary exchanges, as opposed mm -hmm. to guys like Thompson, right? In the main event, he was nonstop pressure. Yeah. Didn't really give Jeff Neal a moment to to find his own range. Yeah, and and he's definitely not as good as Thompson when when guys start driving him back towards the cage. You know, yeah. he needs to settle into his range, and uh, he just wasn't allowed to do that. Yeah, that's a big thing, right? When uh, when a guy like that is, you know, his striking needs that distance, similar to Pettis too. You know, there's a certain distance you need to be able to throw those kicks and things like that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. just suffocating him with, even if it's just jabs, like Rob Font had, right? Yeah, and Rob Font took that jab, stuck it in his face. That uppercut that dropped him, ouchie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was yeah, clean. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I, I, uh, you did mention that, you know, it might it might have been a quick turnaround, too quick. Uh, he was finished by Corey Sanhagen just seventy days uh, before that fight. Yeah. Did you see that uh, highlight? Yeah, that beautiful spinning heel kick. Uh, it like doesn't, come <laughs> doesn't come to mind. Okay. I'm sure I'd recognize I saw the once I uh, see it. How many spinning wheel kick highlights are there, right? 
Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> After that Barbosa one, everybody went. They had the light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> <Just ding. laughs> okay, here I'm yeah, just gonna... so, uh, yeah. You know, um, I think maybe it's time for Marlon to maybe hang back, heal up, assess his next up. Um, this is actually his first losing streak since 2011, apparently. Went on a 13-win streak after his uh, last two losing streaks. So maybe a moment of turnaround. Who knows? Um, he is, uh, I believe, in his mid-late 30s. Marlon Marais? So yeah, he's, he's, I think he's early 30s. He's not that old. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when he heals up and returns, do you think he should go to Bantamweight or try Featherweight? Uh, that's a tough one. I mean, he's not uh, he's not overly large, right? And if he's, I don't know if it's the weight cut. I don't know how, you know, heavy he is when he's, he's never missed. walking around. But mm -hmm. I don't think he's missed it. I don't think he's ever missed it. But he's a big boy. Yeah, he is. That's what I mean. I mean, <laughs> he's a big he's five, six. He could probably, you know, still perform just as good at at one uh, one forty five. But when you have top level competition like Max Holloway, mm -hmm. Calvin Cater, yeah. Brian Ortega, all standing 5'11", right? It's the beat 6'1". Oh, it's, it's hard to compete with that when you're 5'6". Yeah, definitely. Oh, like, uh, definitely, like, obviously, if it was me, if I was making the matches, I wouldn't put him into the top five right away. Yeah. But I, I like his chances against Josh Emmett. I think uh, Jeremy Stevens would be a nice match. Shane Burgos, Edson Barbosa. Yeah. All stylistically exciting matches. Yeah, I mean, he, he immediately started uh, at the highest level, right? His debut was uh, a Sun Sao. Yeah. He had some success mm -hmm. after that, but, I mean, once he got to the absolute highest level, he's uh, he's kind of just not there yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe he was a champion pre-FC. Pre so yeah. as soon as he came, they, they just threw him in, in the shark pool because he was a shark. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's not uh, there technically. Like, he does what he does very well. But mm -hmm. when he came to the UFC, a lot of the highest level guys at the time, you know, they they were just a lot more well-rounded. Yeah, he, he's got, like, very sick Muay Thai. Yeah. And he's developing his jiu-jitsu, showed it. But uh, he still needs range, you know? He doesn't really fight yeah, too good off the back pedal. He's got to learn to, I don't know, maybe incorporate some footwork. It's always hard to tell, right? You never know what uh, mm -hmm. fighters are working on behind the scenes in between fights. He hopefully figures it out. Yeah. You know, I, I like him. But, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, he's, he's still, uh, I think he'd make 45 pretty nicely. And maybe he has a speed advantage. Who knows? I think I'd like to see him at 45. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not opposed to people trying a new weight class if it's moving up. I mean, when Pettis tried to do 145, I was kind of wondering why. Yeah. As for Font, man, you know, um, you got Frankie Edgar and uh, Corey Sanhagen. They have, they agreed to fight in February. I'm not sure if it's official. Um, Jan's trying to fight Sterling. Um, so what, what, what do you think ne is next for Font? Those guys above him are kind of dancing with each other already. Uh, hard to tell. I mean, it's only about a month, less than that, after his, his win. I mean, the biggest name after that, I'd say Sergio Pettis he has, Thomas Almeida. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Pat, Sergio's thing. He's in Bellator now. No, but... I mean, that's uh, <laughs> like some of his recent names that he's beaten. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On his All way right, here? My bad, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, needs a, he needs a higher level fight, but I mean, if they're all busy, you know, yeah, I don't know yeah, if he wants yeah. to wait a few extra months to see who's available or it's a tough call. Okay, here's what I'll do. Okay, if I'm Dana, I'm going to tell Cody to stop fucking around at 125. What the hell are you doing, yeah. bro? It's time to come back. Figueredo's doing a, a good job yeah. of keeping the division Four excited. appearances last year. They don't need you. <laughs> they don't need you, Cody. Come back. Yeah. You know, he's probably going to fight Brandon Moreno again anyways. Just come back. Come home to 135 and fight Fog. <laughs> yeah, that that would be a good one. That would be a really good one. Yeah, I, lo- I love that style uh, matchup stylistically. You know, uh, Cody obviously comes with the slickness, got that boxing, uh, just like Font. Yeah. So exciting matchup. Probably wouldn't go the distance. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Corey, uh, what's it called? Uh, no love is not known for going the distance. Yeah. So I, I would love that one. Cody, it's time to go home, bro. Yeah, I don't know. You're a, you're a pretty Please thick dude at 135. It's <laughs> you look like Skeletor. Take you alone. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, moving on. Um, they got some controversy uh, over Michelle Pereira and Chaos. How'd you score that fight? What do you think? A lot of people calling robbery. Another another robbery call over a close fight. I wouldn't yeah. call it a robbery. I mean. It was a close fight. It was a good fight. A lot of back and forth. You know, they they both did their thing, but yeah, I wouldn't call it a robbery. I wasn't sure where it was going either way. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Michelle, he edged all three rounds. You know, um, I had a feeling his style was would give Chaos problems. A lot of people pick Chaos to win. They, they're like, he's going to finish Michelle. Yeah. And I was like, you guys forget about <laughs> this wild man. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a very, very dancey dude. <laughs> but uh, it was good to see him uh, more dialed in for chaos. Yeah, he definitely toned it down a little bit. Uh, Except in the third round. Yeah, yeah, he, he pulled it out a little. But, you know, it wasn't yeah. in the first round, and uh, it didn't cost him anything, really. Yeah, I, I just saw this dude as I was going through Instagram on my phone. I saw a Pettis post. This dude's talking shit to Pettis, even though Pettis is headed for a different promotion. Because you know how he called him out after the fight? Anthony Pesh, (laughs) go, go fight. (laughs) (laughs) I have a post like that. Um, Yeah, sorry, Michelle. Too little, too late. Uh, I'm not going to say Pettis is running from you. He runs from no one. He's fought nothing but killers. It's too late for you, Michelle. Love you, though. Yeah. Love you. So, Good luck, whatever you do next, man. So much respect to you, okay, Michelle. <laughs> uh, back to the drawing board, I guess, for chaos, though. Eh? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, he didn't do particularly bad. It just seemed like... Yeah. uh did some solid shots. Yeah. Michelle got a pretty good chance. Yeah, he definitely he landed a lot of good shots in that fight. I mm-hmm. mean, he, he wasn't doing too bad before that either. I mean, fight-wise... You know, he won two fights in the UFC. I think he's just got to get back at it. And he definitely has that touch of death too, man. Yeah. Turns TV, turns people off like a TV remote. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. 
beyond that, our uh, our man Jose Aldo, the OG, yeah, WEC, former champ. How'd you like his uh, performance against Cheeto Vera? Oh, he did a good job. Really good job. Yeah, it looked like the Aldo of old, you know, body shots, yeah. leg kicks. Yeah, I mean, the leg kicks oh were, uh, were good to see again in the in the first round. He threw a lot more than he ever has before. The body shots were well, definitely I, taking a toll. I don't know why he put him away for so long. No, I don't know. Why he put legs away, leg kicks away for yeah. so long? I don't know. Maybe he just got addicted to boxing. <laughs> happens man <laughs> and in hands yeah you know uh i think it was uh john anik that kind of or kenny florian that pointed out that you know sometimes as you improve and learn so much more uh in mixed martial arts you kind of forget like fundamentals and other stuff and you sometimes lose lose stuff on the way and it could be detrimental yeah to to the improving martial artist you know i think that's uh that's maybe something that's happening to Tony. I think they said the same. Um, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, Tony old, you know. He, I feel like he had lighter footwork, you know, uh, a lot more kicks. But it seems like he fell in love with his hands too. Yeah, I mean, you got they may be getting really confident, right? You know, a lot of the times mm-hmm. when uh, people kind of lead away from their base as uh, their career goes on, it's usually in favor of just traditional MMA boxing more than any other style, mm-hmm. right? I mean, how many strikers mm-hmm. have we seen come into the UFC and then just immediately start subbing dudes left and right and never standing again? <laughs> yeah. I think less than the grapplers yeah. uh, forgetting that they can grapple and getting into boxing matches. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely definitely a pattern. Except for Damian Maya, he the only thing he ever learned to do was jab three times. <laughs> yeah. The entry, yeah, that's, just that's, it. that's all he had. That's all he ever wanted. Challenge two titles, two it. divisions, ten years apart. He just wants a hug. Yeah. Can't, can't that be that? Can't that be okay? Yeah, he people? just wants to hug he you, to hug you and put you to sleep. He loves to cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, Damian Maya is awesome. Yeah, but uh, credits to Aldo. He even pulled it out, those veteran moves in the third with that takedown. Caught Cheeto getting a little too excited. Right, secured the W. Yeah. Can't blame him there. Not the best entry. It's 135, but he looked good in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, that's another one, right? He's bantamweight now. With Where the hell does he go? I'm not sh- I'm not even sure. He's, he's chomping at the bit at the top, too. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's definitely a yeah, tough you got too. Cody, Cody got to come home, man. Look yeah, at all these fights coming these big up, Cody. Fights. He went down there looking for some kind of title, right? Come on, Cody. You grew the beard, beard out. You can take heavier punches with that beard. Yeah. Come on, Cody. <laughs> I mean, Rob Font has never fought. Uh... That's a bit of a step up, though, to go from Marias to Aldo. I mean, Mar- Marais is at the top, and yeah. technically, it was a really close fight. A lot of people say Aldo won. I agree, but yeah, that's why he got the title shot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It might just be those two if, if Cody's gonna stay at one twenty-five. Keep trying to pick on Figgy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on that campaign though. Come home, Cody. Yeah. 
Time to come home. There's plenty of action at 135. Uh, that's for Cheeto Vera. What do you think? Uh, he had a he had a really good uh, streak going before, you know, he encountered Aldo. Mm-hmm. His last uh, victory before Aldo was Sugar Sean O'Malley, or Oh My Leg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. one Malley. <laughs> one Malley. <laughs> yeah, that's another good one. Yeah, I saw that one. on a on a comment. Man, I've been wanting to. I mean. I'm no editing genius, but I've if if I could make an awesome mean about Sean O'Malley, Sean, all due respect, you know. I I don't know if you're taking the loss well. Your your actions are confusing me. Um, <laughs> but if I can make a meme, I would put his face on that clip of a Family Guy. You know, when Peter's running home, he got the magic. It's his knee on the slip. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be classic. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, maybe time for a rematch. He's been sitting around. He's still poking at Cheeto, but does Cheeto want him? That's the question. Yeah, what do you I think? don't know. I think it'd be a good fight. I mean, it wasn't uh, the ending anyone wanted, right? <clears throat> yeah. I don't know what happened but... with his foot when he kind of just fell over there or stumbled, but... So uh, some credible guy, I uh, uh, can't 100% confirm this, but it's uh, some doctor called, uh, or named, called Dr. Uh, Bu Hightower or something. He said that it was actually one of the kicks that Cheeto landed. It was similar to a kick that um, Mighty Mouse landed on Cahuto that basically shuts down your leg and makes your like ankle all floppy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think yeah, so uh, I remember... Was it Michael Chandler that happened to in Bellator? Same yeah, thing? He, uh, he he was uh, walking backwards and he just, you know, stepping on his ankle like his foot wasn't there. Completely floppy. And uh, in between rounds, I think what happened was, you know, he said he was fine. No, no pain, no nothing like that. And then he went to sit down on his stool, but one of his corner men had pulled the stool out because they thought the round was starting again. And he fell backwards and then the doctor only oh, saw him shit. fall. So they said, yeah, if he's yeah. falling, just trying to stand here, we got to stop the fight. And that was one of the ways he lost his title. The most yeah. recent. Okay. Who's that against? I was think that, that might have uh, been Michael Chandler. Patricia. Yeah. Was that against Patricia? Yeah, that oh, okay. Yo, shout out to the Pitbull brothers, man. They're doing work. Oh, yeah. They're Bellator staples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Pitbull, though, yeah, I mean... If he's double champ, uh, and he might be happy what they're paying him over there, but I would, I would love for you to come to the UFC, man. Yeah. Join the, join the, join the race. Join the cream of the crop. I'd like to see him out against like Volkanovski and stuff. He wants them too. He's been uh, talking to them. Yeah, I mean, you can't be at the top in Bellator for that long without uh, being compared to the top of the UFC. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michael Chandler. Yeah. You know, the talk was enough to bring him over. And, I mean, he he's definitely got the experience and the skill set to be able to compete at that level, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I love that guy. I follow his. Yeah. Super inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Michael Chandler. Um, but, yeah, uh, excited to see his match with uh, Dan Hooker. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting Dan one. Hooker. 
Hooker's so tall. I mean, he's it's going to be hard to get oh, to yeah. the ground, even with Chandler's uh, grappling. <laughs> Anyways, digress. Um, good for Aldo, and uh, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens with uh, Vera there. Uh, moving on to the main uh, event, though. Um, how do you think uh, Thompson looked against Jeff Neal, oh, man? Oh, man. Prime for a title yeah, the shot? highlight of the night was clearly uh, Thompson's performance. Yeah, yeah like you, you think about any fighter on their best day, and that's yeah. who showed up for Wonderboy. He's doing great. Well-seasoned 30-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Footwork is good as always. Counters, cage control. Yeah, top-notch stuff by Wonderboy. Yeah, he's durable, too. I mean, Neil landed some big shots. Yeah, both guys. Yeah. Both guys. Neil was very durable as well. Apparently, he had some kind of heart failure before the fight. Oh, damn. Pretty crazy. Yeah, I didn't uh, oh. know about that. Yeah, I love Neil. He's good for the division. Uh, you know, he's going to improve. It's just a little too early. You know, uh, Wonder Boy. Uh He's, he's difficult. Yeah. You know, uh, Neil showed a good chin, never seemed discouraged. Just confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think it was Bisping, Bisping who said um, fighters stop to take pictures while trying to figure out Wonder Boy. And uh, I think that's really true. Kind of just dazzling. Yeah, like it's, it's hard to see him coming. I mean, his movement, uh, his footwork, it's, you know, it's no one can mimic it. He's got a very traditional karate mm-hmm. style and stance. Yeah, yeah. Darts in and yeah. out. And it's always in combos. He's and never that. just throwing one or two, right? It's always one or two, and then you can expect some kind of three or four in the form of a, an elbow or a body shot or a high kick that finishes it off. Yeah. The only uh, time it seems that he fails is... Once he gets uh, his opponent up to the cage, if he gets his footwork a little too wrong and squares up, that's when he gets knocked down yeah. or knocked out. You know, uh, good examples were the Woodley fight and the Pettis fight. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, Wonder Boy, man. Perfect nickname. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's the most unique fighting style in the winter ultra Yeah, division. I think. Like, hands down. Like, everyone knows what to expect from his walkout song. <laughs> so. Thompson, he wants Jorge, right? Colby wants Jorge. Jorge Masvidal, you know, he. I think he's in for a, for a rough 2021. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, uh, he seems to be leaning towards Colby. I think they're in talks for a match. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Um, I don't know. I, I think uh, Wonder Boy should have rested on his laurels and called out for the winner of Usman and Burns. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, Vincent Luke, uh that was a good fight. Jeff Neal, he <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was also a really good fight. Oh. Two solid performances by Thompson. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I don't He's know already called out as big a name <laughs> as it gets in the welterweight division. Yeah. Good for name value, but I think he deserves more. Word up to Stephen Thompson. Good work, Wonder yeah. Boy. I mean, um, that, that top five for 170 just seems like a step ahead of the rest of the division. Like, just yeah, just below exactly. them, uh, Chiesa, Magni, uh, that's currently where mm-hmm. Jeff Neal is sitting, like in the five to 10 yeah, range. Yeah. And it just seems like such a hard leap to get from that five to 10 into that top five. 
Yeah, I'll definitely cover them soon because uh, they're they're one of the upcoming cards. But uh, back to uh, Thompson, you know, I think he might end up facing Edwards or maybe even Kamzat Chimaev. You know, those two are hovering around each other, but Chimaev got COVID, I believe, so that fight was scrapped. And so I don't know. All three those all three of those guys are open. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Chimaev isn't that high on the ranking wise, but I mean. Three performances, all wins inside of just a few months. I think he'll get a, you know, a higher ranked opponent than a lot of other people just because of how much exposure he's had in recent memory. Bro, his Instagram exploded. I I, I don't know if I follow him personally. Too forgetful to to remember, but it's in the millions now. Oh, damn. I don't know. It's crazy, man. That dude got so much press. Yeah, I, and people like they, they always be reposting whatever he posts. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that uh clip of him shooting that gun? That I think it was a a light machine gun or something. Oh, no, I'll have to give him a follow at some point. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I remember how you uh, compared him to Yellow Bastard. Goddamn Because all in slow mo, you could see the you could see the bullets just feeding into the gun as he vibrates slowly and it's shooting, <laughs> and he's smiling. Dude looks evil. Yeah. I mean, he's he fights evil too, man. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for him. Yeah, I I have kind of bashed on him. Definitely, bit, I'll do. Definitely that. exciting. Definitely someone they're yeah, trying to push so. as, uh, you know, that next big breakout star, possibly. So we'll see. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited, even though I've bashed on him. I'm excited for you, Mister Chimaev. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, but. No, moving on to this weekend, um, Holloway Qatar couldn't be a better main event, I think. Oh yeah, jumpstart the year. Definitely, that's with a name like uh, Holloway, especially at uh, yeah, every match a free card. It's gonna be a war. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. this this uh, card has a lot of good, uh, a lot of the three main events or three, you know, highest events should be you know action packed. Joaquin Buckley with a quick turnaround after that. Uh, that knockout, the back kick. Yeah, it's actually his. Uh, his. Uh, here I got this. Uh, third fight within ninety-seven days. Oh man, yeah. Quick, quick turnaround. Two finishes, right? Coming off two finishes, uh, knockout of the, of the year in most people's books. This dude's on fire. Yeah. Oh, I see. Kelvin Holland is. Uh, he got a lot of fighter of the year or breakout fight of the year uh, awards for twenty twenty, right? Yeah, those. Two. Yeah, those two will probably meet yeah, again. Yeah, looks like it. <laughs> looks like they're on that path. <laughs> do you uh, do you see that one post fight interview where they, uh, I forgot who was interviewing him, but they asked him who he wants next, and he was so amped up. Everybody knew. Uh, oh, it was Joe. Yeah, Joe. And uh, he's like, "You know who I want next? I'm not even gonna say his name. I don't want to say his name." And then Joe's like, "I can say his name. Can I ask? Can I say his name? <laughs> like, I'm not gonna say his name." He's like, "Well, uh, he would." Uh, Kevin Holland, and then he's like, "I'm not gonna say your name." <laughs> <It's Kevin. laughs> so amped up, but uh, yeah, those two are probably on a collision course in the future. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know the main event looking good. Cater, uh, I'll do respect, Mister Cater. Uh, I admit you were under my radar. 2020 was a crazy year, you know. But just like Max said, I'm not overlooking you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know. I'm, uh, even though most people said they, you know, had a crap 2020. Uh, I got married right, to my wife, Claire. 
and I'm expecting a son near the end of March this year, you know, um, been taking care of her and my family during 2020, and I was fortunate enough to keep my job and continue working, just enjoyed a two-week holiday with my family, so I'm not stressing too much compared to other people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy how just, uh, just living your life regularly now is is like something to be appreciated that you wouldn't have a year or so more ago, right? Yeah, I love that. I love the way you said that. Obviously, I, I definitely um, appreciate uh, life a lot more. You know, the older I get, yeah, um, yeah. It's um, a crazy world. Just wanna it's a crazy world out there. Yeah, yeah. It's all about sharing the love. Yeah. That's what we're doing here. Respect MMA sharing the people. Fists. Sharing the fists <laughs> on January sixteenth this weekend. <laughs> this is an aggressive love, okay? <laughs> Most people will understand, and if you don't understand, then I don't know. One day, maybe you'll understand. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I know. In our pilot episode, we we agreed it's maybe too early to say Joaquin Buckley is a you know a legitimate prospect at middleweight, um, but you know, third fight within ninety seven days. Um, if that's any indicator, I think he's primed to keep his momentum. Yeah, on. I mean, he definitely got right, right back into it after his uh, debut loss. Mm -hmm. And that's what you got to do. Um, if you lose your UFC debut, you don't want to, you know, lose uh, the memory of, you know, just making your debut. You want to get back in there. Even though one loss is uh, a loss still, you know, it's better to stay on the radar when you're just making your first few steps. And yeah. I mean, look how it turned around yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah, this dude's doing it in a huge way. Hey, man, if, if you get Ray Rod's attention, I mean, that's pretty yeah. big. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. He is the measure of how cool your knockouts can be. Yeah. Have you heard if, because uh, they said crowds are coming back at a limited capacity, but I'm not sure if that's for this weekend coming up or for McGregor Poirier. Did you hear anything in that regard? Uh, no, I did hear the gist of what you said. You know, they are, but I haven't mm -hmm. uh, heard a specific. I would imagine it would be for uh, Connor and Dustin. Because it's a pay-per-view event. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to see. You know, um, but if there was a crowd, I think I think Buckley got some good rep. Yeah, it definitely helps. Once they, uh, see him, they're going to cheer out. You know, maybe hype him up some more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looking over some uh, specs on paper, uh, Joaquin Buckley, twelve and three, um, and he's facing off against Alessio Di Chirico. He's out from Rome, Italy, twelve and five. Uh, Joaquin Buckley is 26, 31 for Chirico. Uh, Chirico's a little taller, two inches taller, six uh, yeah, six feet. Joaquin Buckley, 5'8", both uh, fighting 185. But Alessio was a former light heavyweight, apparently. Oh, damn, that's a big... Uh, um, Joaquin. Doesn't... Sorry, oh, go I was going to say, that's a, that's a big drop, 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. One of the bigger yeah, drops. So... Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Well, we'll see. Uh, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen much of him. Gotta admit, um, he's gonna have shorter reach, just two inches shorter. Joaquin Buckley, seventy-six inches. Um, yeah, not too current on Alessio. I just just went over the paper stats. Um, yeah, me either. When I, I when I looked at them though, I was I, I got confused. Um, I don't know why they scheduled him against Buckley. Um, Buckley is surging. Uh, out of 2020, we know this. 
Uh, yeah, you don't yeah. know too much about Alessio either. No, right? no, I I see where you're going with this too. I think it was just a quick mm-hmm. turnaround for Buckley. You know, he wa- he may have wanted to get back in there right away. You know, especially on this yeah. uh, debut week for where they have three cards, and he may yeah, have just yeah, accepted yeah. whatever name they put on the table. And I think uh, Alessio may have been that name. I think he's a sacrificial lamb put up for yeah, slaughter. That's, that's, that's a little strong there, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, Alessio. Don't kill me. Don't kill yeah, me if you have any. Definitely me. could, I think. I'll do his specs, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a sacrificial yeah, lamb, I think, man. I'm uh, sorry. You know, they basically may have just back. given him the gist. It's a do or die fight, you know? You either capture this guy's yeah. momentum or yeah. you're yeah. basically cut. <laughs> I don't even know what the story is. What was it? They they both lost to Kevin Holland. I know that. Well, yeah, and, I don't. Uh, he's on a two fight win streak, and unless he was on a, on a three losing streak. Like, yeah, what's going on? And it's not that he was overly high ranked or anything like that before the three loss streak. Yeah, I yeah. think this may just be like Joaquin wants a quick turnaround, and this is the guy who said yes. I mean, what yeah. did this guy have to yeah, lose yeah. at this point, right? If he beats. Buckley, that's huge points in his favor. May let him stay in the UFC. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the exact point. Good, uh, good, you said that. Yeah, I think uh, you know if if we're on his side, maybe they got an ace up their sleeve, right? Maybe maybe they see something that yeah. Buckley's doing that they're going to take advantage of and uh, take away his momentum. You know, inject it back into uh, Alessio's uh, career. You know, it looks kind of shaky there, working on thin ice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you never know when a fighter can turn it around unbelievably, right? Yeah, well, I will welcome that with open arms. Uh, sorry again about the uh, lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrificial lamb. Yeah, so that being said, what's your prediction for that fight coming up? Uh, I don't know a lot about either. I mean, Joaquin Buckley is more in the eye now because of that knockout. Mm-hmm. Not, uh... well, he's a former high school wrestler. He changed over to MMA. Um, and Alessio, former football player, that changed over to M- MMA. Uh, I would go with the surging wrestler. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> yeah. who I put my yeah. money on. Yeah. It's hard, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm supporting the Buckley train. Yeah. I'm on it. Yeah, that was I'm a nice knockout. It. Let's uh, let's, let's get another one. Choo choo, <laughs> choo choo, motherfuckers. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I think his youth and uh, you know he's dynamic. Uh, has that? Uh, he has enough. You know, he has enough to give anyone problems. I think he'll give Alessio problems, keep him at bay. You know, keep him from implementing whatever game he has to offer. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'll finish him though, because uh, when I looked over, I don't think he Alessio's ever been finished by anyone. Look, looks like he's a tough out for anyone. Yeah, I so saw. I noticed a lot of uh, decisions there too. Decisions, submissions, TKO. It doesn't seem like. He's got any re- real problems. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. just like stiff competition or what was the problem with his last mm-hmm. three fights. But so if you said uh, if you had to pick a way uh, a method of victory, what, what are you gonna go with, Buckley? Ah, uh, I would guess decision. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree. I think uh, even even if they get tired, how does you know, Buckley has some wrestling to to refer to? You know, if he needs to grind it out. Yeah, and I mean, the odds of getting another highlight reel finish, you know, knockout of the year, 
potentially in a row. That doesn't happen too often. Yeah, if he gets the finish, I mean, not going to be yeah. mad at that. How can you be? <laughs> All right, well, moving on. Um, next fight. I, I got to stop making that, that sound. <laughs> probably piss people off. Sorry, people. I'll work on that. Caught it early. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Santi... Yeah, I go uh, Ponzinibbio is coming back versus Li Jingliang. We quickly covered that on the pilot, I think. Yeah, I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that one. Yeah, two uh, two long time guys, yeah, right? They've both been around. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Ponzin. Oh, there I go again. Uh, Ponzinibbio got uh, got into the UFC in 2013, and Jingliang was in 2014. Yeah. So six, seven years for both guys. Throwing down into welterweight limbo. That that picture is also uh, you know, kind of confusing. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is. That that step. I mean, yeah. it's just a few ranked positions, but making it into that top five at one seventy is. You need a serious win streak, and you need at least a few names on it. Hmm. Uh, with that said, even even uh. You know how I feel about Santiago, even though he's been gone for two years. I feel like this is a weird matchup because uh, his resume is just—it's—it's it's pristine, yeah. man. It's pristine. He, no offense, Magni, but uh, you know, if things went his way and he never got sick, maybe he'd be on the headline yeah. right now. Just saying, just saying. I'll do his best. But uh, yeah, he, he had to step away at an unfortunate time. He was he's primed out, right? Okay, this guy this guy has a twenty seven and three record, right? Sitting on a seven fight win streak since two thousand eighteen. Got got wins over Gunnar Nelson, Sean Strickland, like I said before on the yeah, pilot. Yeah, a bunch of good names. Uh, Mike Perry. Yeah, uh, his recent victories KO, um, KOing Magny in t- two thousand eighteen, and then he uh, got sick. Do you know he got sick? Uh... I no, I didn't up. actually until just recently. Yeah, yeah, he's been sidelined. Uh, he had a string of medical issues. Uh, apparently, a blood infection that traveled throughout yeah, his body. Yeah, something like that. I heard. Yeah, I, uh, I wrote them down here. It was two bacterial infections that, on record, were called epidemic staph. That just sounds yeah. terrifying. <laughs> and pseudomonas. I don't even know, man. That just sounds scary yeah, too. That... <laughs> Those are definitely not words that sound good. Yeah, yeah. he was in, uh, in the hospital for a long time. And then when he got home, he was just in bed for a long time. Doctors uh, told him his career was in jeopardy. Um, but it's good to see that he's cleared. He's uh, he's going to come back to the cage. And you know, I hope he has uh, continued success because he's a hell of a yeah, fighter. Yeah, I mean, he had a bit of a, r- a rough start. You know, a lot about. <laughs> 2013-2014 was a long time ago. I mean, I'm looking at this. Ryan Flair and Lawrence Larkin are his, his two losses in the UFC before he seemed to put it all together, right? Yeah, man, I miss Lawrence Larkin. Yeah. Much yeah, love, I like, Lorenz. Uh, I like seeing him whenever he's on in Bellator. Yeah, gotta get excited about any Larkin fight. Yeah. Win or lose, that guy comes yeah. to bang. Definitely does. He's doing mm-hmm. good now. On a nice streak, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even though even though I love and don't don't hate me, uh, Lorenz, but there's there so much content out here. Okay, <laughs> so I can't follow yeah. it all. Got my own life, but I, I love talking about y'all. Okay, I love you. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. What do you do? What do you do last? Uh, he's just been uh, 
working in Bellator. I think uh, he's got like a three, four fight win streak as of right now. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. I, sh- I should. Yeah, I mean, he okay. Here's the advantage to not not being to see all being able to see all these fights. People can go back. Yeah. And I mean, he. Uh, I remember one name is Andrey Koroshkov, <laughs> the former Bellator champion. He recently beat him. Yeah, nice. few few nice. Uh, three four five win streak. I know he had back to back losses when he fought uh, Lima and Daly, but then that's you oh, know okay, yeah. Well, can't be sad about yeah, that, that's man. Bellator's, Daly, Bellator's top level, monsters. right? Yeah, man, those guys could easily be UFC, UFC uh, yeah. elite. That's another name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lima. Oh, the yeah, another Lima? one people yeah. want to cross over. Because, I mean, he ended yeah. up losing to like, um, McDonald, right? I mean, he took it back the second time. Yeah, yeah. Took but it back. Same with Gagard Musasi yeah. on the move up, right? Get, he's a pretty known name from uh, UFC before they parted ways. Mm-hmm. That was a very high-risk, uh, high-reward uh, move by yeah. Luna. Can't hate on him for it. But, uh, unfortunately, it took I feel it took some mystique away from, from the welterweight uh, UFC elite. I think I think Usman would uh, be able to implement some of the same things that Musasi did in, in yeah. that fight. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you look at the the Bellator welterweight landscape; it's entirely different than the top level of uh, the UFC. Like over there, at Bellator, their high level mm-hmm. would be someone like Lima, like Korshkov, like uh, yeah. Larkin. They all like to stand, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, back to Ponzinibbio, though. Um, you know the welterweight world, totally different. You know, in the last two years since since he's last been there. You know, uh, first note, obviously, no pandemic. You know, last he last fought with crowds. If there's crowds this weekend, then you know, no really, not much of a difference to him. Yeah. Um, I got a list of other changes uh, that included over his disappearance or disappearance. <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, his hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jorge Masvidal came back from his own hiatus and uh, exploded in popularity, right? Yeah. Got that finish over the tail. Uh, uh, curled up uh, Ben Askren's toes. <laughs> yeah. Giggity. <laughs> yeah, and, then, yeah, and then had that awesome fight uh, with Nate for, for that participation belt. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to slip that, <laughs> yeah. slip that one out. <laughs> participation. Member. I agree with Usman, man. Yeah, you know, it was, it was for the pay-per-view money. Yeah. Right? Put a belt on the line. The Rock's there. You know, everybody clap. It's awesome. All right, Donald Trump, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they definitely sold the hell out of that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then uh, Pettis moved to a welterweight while Ponzinibbio was gone. Knocked out Stephen Thompson. Went on to lose Nate to, uh, to Nate Diaz, who uh, went on to create the BMF belt against Jorge <laughs> in 2019, right? Nate Diaz. And then they were at the peak success of their both their careers. And now with Ponzinobo coming back, Pettis isn't even in the UFC anymore. Yeah. Migrated to the PFL. That's a lot of change. Other facts. Yeah, man. Other facts. Uh, ben Askren, come and gone. Right? <laughs> All in that time. Didn't even get to it doesn't even seem like that long <laughs> yeah. ago. I mean. Yeah. Woodley was the champion before he, he went on hiatus. And now he's on a three-fight skid Damn. with Usman reigning over the throne. Yeah. And uh, Thompson, who had bad luck in uh, 2018, 2019, spun it around late 2019, and now he's got this win over Jeff Neal. 
Yeah, I mean, I wonder what that does for him in the rankings. I mean, if he if he is mm-hmm. you know going to beat not going to, but if he does beat uh, Jing Liang, like where would that put him? Because Magni, Perry, Nelson, they're all names that have been on the board, but they're not yeah, exactly yeah. there right now. I mean, Magni is, but two years ago, Magni is different than the Magni we see now, right? So I'm wondering exactly. where they'd place him yeah, if he yeah. actually ended up winning that fight. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, brush up on that fight with Kiesa very soon. But uh, yeah, um, back to the facts. And another one is Kamzat, right? Yeah. Or Kamzat Chimaev, right? We got that guy lurking around. Who knows? Maybe he'll get uh, paired up with Ponzinibo if Ponzinibo wins. Yeah, that's a good one. Leon um, Edwards, you know, he's yet to be fully appreciated by the bulk of the fan yeah. base. You know, because of the the three pieces. <laughs> yeah, that he was just on the wrong end of like a superstar making moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. He just had it all Beauty taken Jesus away. Handing the bottomless buckets brutal. of KFC. The internet was yeah, they, brutal. They just would not stop at that one for a while, and then it was well worth it too. I mean, yeah, man, it was good. It was good. It made some really yeah. good jokes. Uh, the, at the cost of Leon. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Edwards. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, Santiago, his last win since his last win, even Magni picked up uh, three wins 2020 alone. Most uh, The most recent victory. Freaking that Robbie Lawler match, right? Yeah. That was a domination, man. I love Robbie, but uh, that was yeah, a domination. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean,. Robbie Lawler used to be that guy who put the pressure on you, right? But now it seems like as long as you know how to grapple and strike and then transition between the two effectively, you can just put him out of his element entirely. Yeah. yeah. So well, we'll see what happens with Lawler. Um, but, you know, that was, that was a awesome performance by Magni. And uh, one of his last three wins are also over uh, Santiago's uh, – current opponent Li Jing Liang. So I think that's a good measure. We'll see uh, how uh Ponzinibbio handles handles him. And maybe it'll be a good gauge to see. You know, maybe he can get that rematch yeah, with Magni. That'd be a good one. Magni probably uh wants to take that back, right? I mean that is his last mm-hmm. loss. Yeah. And as for Lee, you know, gotta cover him a bit. Uh, respect to uh, that Chinese phenom, the leech. Yeah, I don't know that? about that one. Absolutely <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Yo, who you got to fight? This guy named the leech. What the yeah, frick? I mean, you'd think with a name <laughs> like that, he'd have like some kind of killer submission specialty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's been more active. Yeah, he definitely um, has. He's always a name that I welcome on the card. Yeah, I think uh, he had a three-win win streak uh, um, from 2018-2019, right? Before he got stopped by Magni uh, in March 2020. So, um, you know, I think, I think yeah, it's a, even though I feel like it's a weird matchup, uh, it's it's necessary. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm interested to see if Santiago will show any, uh, any ring rust. And uh, for the flip side, I'm interested to see what kind of improvements uh, Jing Liang has made since losing to Magni. So we'll see there. Yeah, I mean, Jing Liang, uh, he, he's a really good fighter, but he's pretty consistent with how he fights. Mm-hmm. 
And do you have a prediction? And what do you think the method of victory will be? This for one, them? I don't know. It's always strange when, you know, someone's coming back from a hiatus. You, you never know how they're going to handle that. Mm -hmm. I mean, has, he's got really good stand-up, right? A lot of his wins are TKOs and decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the guy yeah likes he definitely bang. does. And that's exactly what uh, Ling Ji Liang loves to do. Ling Liang, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that guy, even just looking at pictures of him, you know, uh, maybe if he wasn't fighting, maybe in a, he'd be in a jail. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, he's, something. he's just a powerful dude, man. <laughs> that guy is intimidating. <laughs> He's definitely a powerful dude. Uh, I'd, uh, I'd say Ponzinibbio. You know, if uh, if his uh, ring rust is non-existent, like Dominic Cruz claims, you know, I think uh, he'd likely take it by decision. Santiago by unanimous decision. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would guess. All right, agreed, agreed. Yeah, uh, basically had the same thing. Um, Stats aside, I think, uh, you know, someone would be more inclined to give the more active fighter the edge here. But Santiago is basically, you know, he has, he has, I believe, similar intangibles to uh, Cub Swanson, you know, who came back from his only off, found a second win coming out of that uh, uh, win with the KO of Daniel Pineda. Pineda excuse yeah. me. Yeah, you, you remember that KO, man? We were texting each other at that time. You remember that? Which kind that was it? That was beautiful. Uh, the Swanson KO. Just his last fight, just recently. Yeah, Cub yeah. Swanson? I'm trying to remember. Teenage bud. <laughs> <laughs> Little insider for you there, people. Teenage bud. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out inside to joke. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I'm just watching the replay here. Yeah, I definitely remember that one. That was... Uh, a solid, solid one-two that he threw right at the end there. Oh, I'm so happy for Cub. So yeah. happy for Cub. Yeah. He's it's definitely a, one of my him. favorite fighters. His last, fight. mm -hmm. his last fight before that with, uh, oh, the name just left me. But his last fight before that with was against this uh, jiu-jitsu ace with a lot of uh, rep. And uh, he did very well against him oh, as well. Yeah. So I'm glad he's coming back and... Uh, yeah, hopefully he makes another good contender run or, you know, just keep the fights going. Keep yeah, he definitely him. had a, a stumble there for a while. He took a lot of losses consecutively. I remember that Cron Gracie fight too. Yeah, Cron Gracie, there it is. Sorry, yeah. Cron. <laughs> I'm a forgetful yeah. man. Uh, back to Jing Liang, though. He was beasting before Magni stopped his momentum. Uh, I think he had two finishes. Before uh, before that happened, against some unranked unranked guys, and Magni just came back from a layoff when they fought, but he cruised to a dominant unanimous decision. Yeah. So I think Santiago Magni's very well rounded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Magni, yeah, love his improvement. Yeah, he's definitely years, one of the uh, one of the fighters in the 170 division that's shown the most growth. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be a hard fight either way, but. Uh, both guys are really tough, yeah. so yeah. I picked Santiago by unanimous decision as well. Moving on from that, this can be a freaking main event yeah, on its own. Yeah, definitely could be. Matt Brown versus Carlos Condit. You already know how I feel about this one, Throblo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be throbbing yeah, just, for this one. <laughs> just give me the blood, man. That's all I want. I paid for the blood. Yeah, man. 
Just give me the blood. I, I am I am the just blue guy <laughs> yeah, right now exactly. for this one. I don't care who wins. I don't care <laughs> who loses. Now my I'd be okay with the draw yeah. as long as the canvas is just covered in blood by the by the time Max sets foot on it. Absolutely. This is a savage fight. Big, big shout to Matt Brown and Carlos Condit. Two yeah. veteran, two two veterans, two savages. More um, than a decade I've looked forward to yeah. seeing these guys' names on the card. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before Brown lost to uh, Lawler back in the day, uh, before Condit went on his five-fight skid, that was a fight to make. I remember I was trying to remember it um, in the in the pilot, but uh, yeah, that was a fight to make yeah. at that time. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's a dream matchup come true. Super excited. You know, uh, there there's so many that came and went, right? Prime Pettis versus Prime yeah, Aldo. That was unfortunate. Rumble for, yeah. versus Jones. I, I think Rumble would have got the jump then, man. I think he could have. So. I mean, he was definitely the hardest hitting person out 205 at the time. And mm. I mean, John's hittable, right? It's not like he's he's got amazing exactly. evasion. And he put, yeah. He's got a good block, a good defense. He's definitely tall and long, but mm-hmm. so is Rumble. You know, I I uh I seen this clip where someone asked him like uh so what 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 drives you to fight in there and like uh what uh what do you, what comments do you have about your fighting style something like that and he he answered that uh his grandpa told him that when whenever you're in there you just fight like you fight in a line and that's what he does he brings <laughs> that energy <laughs> freaking swinging for yeah. the bleachers and stuff I love that. Got the perfect nickname for himself, yeah. Rumble. The guy loves Rumble. Love yeah, it's Rumble. definitely <laughs> one of the names you love to see. Yeah, shout out to Anthony Johnson. Uh, apparently going into Bellator. Might pair up with yeah, the well. That's a Is he going to be 205? Because he's looking a little, a little healthy lately. <laughs> <laughs> a little thick. <laughs> a little yeah. thick muffin. Enjoying that CBD yeah. success. <laughs> Uh, yeah, apparently uh, people are calling for Yoel Romero in the Rumble oh, at 2 5. That would be interesting. So you can count on me tuning in yeah. either way. <clears throat> Live or a replay, man. Yeah. I'll tune in. Just make sure you pay for it because Dana's got something for your fucking streamers. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that is? I think that's just more pointed towards the hosts, yeah. right? I mean, how are you going to get Yeah, that's a lot of people, right? What? Well, hello. Okay. We are back, people. Had a little disconnect there. Brief intermission. Brief intermission. Uh, where are we going? I think we were praising Rumble for being such a freaking monster. <laughs> yeah, that's what was happening. Yeah. Um, uh, talking dream matchups. Yeah, the ones that have come and gone. Tony um, Ferguson, Khabib. <laughs> oh, man. Don't make me cry on, on, on the mic, man. <laughs> That one makes me want to cry, man. Five times, six times around there, right? Yeah. Jeez. If there was ever a match that was cursed. Um, big one for me was un- un- Uninjured Kane versus Stipe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was another one. If he, if he was just not injured, that would be a great matchup. Yeah. Fortunately, he's always injured. And then um, everyone saw his knee buckle and his comeback fight against Ngane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, um, if you don't know about these two newer fans, Matt Brown and Carlos Condit, you're definitely new, and that's okay with me. All right, but yeah, you gotta know about these two. Okay, we have we have two 
American savages yeah. at their core. Oh, it's kind of hard to hear you there. Sounding kind of muffled. Oh, okay. Sorry. How's that? There you go. There you go. But uh, yeah, we got our buddy Lex, right? He always sings that one song. America, fuck yeah. <laughs> gonna go see the motherfucking day. Yeah, yeah. That's what these dudes, yeah, these two guys are. In the exactly cage. what uh, song we'll play. <laughs> yeah. In the cage. That's how it is. Um, they're both sadists, you know. Both well-rounded. Both look yeah. for the finish. Excellent condition. Stylistically, as a fight fan, um, that's a tough one. Can you ask for something better? Right? Yeah, I mean, calling a winner or trying to predict predict a winner is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially you know, even though it seems like they're in the twilight of their careers. Um, I don't know. A lot of people say that, but. You know, I don't think there's enough good things to say. Um, I feel like they just lost to a bunch of killers. Walter Wade's yeah. a deep, deep pool. You know, yeah, it's only been, just been it's on only the been shit deeper. Stick. Exactly. You know, but you know they are getting old. Brown's thirty-nine now. Condit's thirty-six. Um, yeah, but, I mean, know, Condit's gone up against a lot of grapplers. Chiesa, mm-hmm. yeah, that's Oliveira, too, that's too. Yeah. Magni. Yeah. Yeah, just a you know, just a string of bad lineup. Can't win yeah. every fight. So I don't know if they're on. I wouldn't say they're on a huge decline. I just think they ran into a bunch of killers. You know, their their losses to common opponents: Robbie Lawler, former champion; Hendricks, former champion; Maya, title contender. You know, none yeah. of them are sl- slouches. Definitely. Uh, Maya, arguably the best jujitsu guy. You know, how can you? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that always happens, right? It's very, very rare that anyone ends their career on a stellar, you know, 10-fight win streak. Yeah. Speaking of streaks, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad to see Carlet, Carlos uh, end his five-streak skid, you know, over that, uh, with that oh, UD. Yeah. Over yeah. yeah, I really love Condit. Yeah, Condit, Condit's been a long-time favorite of mine, ever since I first started watching uh, UFC events. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know me, I've always been a huge-ass Matt Brown fan. Yeah. Know? First noticed Matt when they uh, uh, knocked out uh, Mike Swick, right? When Mike Swick had their reputation going. Yeah, way back. Yeah, that was, that was a classic Matt Brown KO, right? Yeah. In your face. Uh, caught him with that left while he was on the back pedal. Fell back backwards, slammed his head on the back of the canvas. Oh, sorry. But, uh, yeah, that was a beautiful knockout. Um, Condit, he first took my attention when he beat down Rory. Remember when Rory was 10-0? and 0? Right? People were saying, no, this was, is the yeah. next heir to the throne. This is the next heir to the throne. And then he couldn't uh, figure out which name he wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor Rory. I was really uh, pulling for him in that Robbie fight. But, damn, prime Robbie. Fifth yeah. round long. You can't uh you can't mimic or you can't replicate the kind of things that Robbie Lawler did during his title one. No, I man. mean the He's amount like... of heart and just like I mean ruthlessness is like a perfect name for him. I mean it was <laughs> yeah. always it was like three, four or five fights in a row. It was the man who was digging the deepest, right? Mm-hmm. He gave a lot of himself during yeah, his title run. He definitely did. I mean his Love title run him. Robbie is one of my all time favorites. Mm-hmm. Very good, yeah. Um, 
It was a beautiful thing to watch. Oh, him at it in his prime during when he had the belt. Very beautiful. Um, you have any favorite memories to share about Condit or Brown? Condit or Brown. I mean, a lot of people remember Condit landing the head kick on GSP, right? Oh man! And I mean, GSP has, has said himself, right? <laughs> He's said the one that hurts you the most is the one you never see coming, and yeah. GSP himself said he never saw that one coming. I remember watching that live, man. Yeah, I do too. And the sphincter tight, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just clenching it. Yeah, man. That yeah. was that was a scary moment. GSP, Force a fart through that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, GSP, one of my uh, one of my so favorite good. moments was mm-hmm. uh, Carlos Condit and uh, Robbie Lawler. Actually, mm-hmm. that fight was a hell of a fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah they, at the end of it... Yeah. Uh, they both lost a lot during yeah. that fight, I think. They yeah. gave a lot in that fight to each other. Immediately uh, after the stare down, right? Two years in a row, we got fight of the year. Yeah, the man. Robbie, yeah. Lawler, man. What a beast. Prime yeah. Lawler was a beast. That era, you know, that uh, few years around, uh, what was it, 2014 to 17-ish? I was yeah. just a monster era for the welterweight division. Anyone who got to see his fights live. Yeah. Just the energy, the, the, I saw the shock. Live. Yeah. The, just just the, the drive, seeing the drive and determination in his eyes. Just it really gets you going, man. Yeah. I mean, really unfortunately, the, uh, the time I saw Lawler was when he lost to RDA. Oh, yeah, but, man. I mean, that was right around the time when RDA was primed, right? He had just moved up to welterweight. Mm-hmm. It was a clinic. Yeah, it definitely was. Good. I mean, he, I think he set a record and threw like almost 50. Oh, no, it was like almost 30 something strikes in 50 seconds in like Jeez. a 50 second span. And he yeah, was just, he just had man. Lawler stuck on the, stuck on the cage. He couldn't move. He couldn't cut. All he could mm-hmm. do was block and dodge as best he could. Yeah, man. I remember that. That clip is a classic. Yeah. That one where he just like unloaded and Robbie was just stuck on the fence. Yeah. Beautiful. Very beautiful performance by RDA. Yeah. Um, back to Condon and Brown, though. Uh, got any predictions? Or what do you think the method of victory is here? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, Condon looked great. He looked, uh, he took a hiatus after those losses, came back. I mean, Court McGee. That finish? Oh no, that, that not that finish, but that fight. He looked like, you know, the Condit of old. He looked like he was comfortable. He looked, uh, he was throwing uh, every now and then. He'd bust out that usual, you know, one-two high kick he has. Yeah, but I mean, he seemed classic. he seemed more in the fight against Court McGee. And I yeah, mean, Brown is the... Brown has just been being Brown, you know, <laughs> since the entire time. There's not much yeah. else to say. He hasn't really he's he hasn't really changed much. But I mean, being as lethal as he is, he's definitely carved out a name for himself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'd have to say Carlos Condit probably. Yeah. By uh, oh, I don't know. Three rounds though. I think Carlos Condit by decision. Yeah, decision. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um. I mean, like I'd, I'd be willing to call it a knockout either way, but that's just too close to fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah, they can they can finish each other. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Tough I mean, as hell. More than likely, one of them is going to finish the other. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
The yeah, odds of tough, uh, I'm not sure if there's going to be a finish. I think they're just going to beat each other up for three rounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, you know, I, I love both dudes. Uh, you know, they're obviously ride or die whenever they go for kickboxing, more thigh, right? Yeah. Um, underrated ground games, in my opinion. Um, but I think it's going to be a purely striking. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Ninety-nine percent. Uh, both guys, respectively, uh, in their last ten, Condit's three and seven. Browns four and six, not much uh, margin of any indication there. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of implication uh, for the division either. This is more just, you know, uh, fans friendly fight. Yeah, man, just bleed. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Get that guy out here. Face the pain. <laughs> yeah, but uh, when when I look over both their fighting styles, you know, Condit, he's like a fox or like a panther in the cage, right? And I, I would uh, compare Brown more to like a wolf or a tiger. Yeah. Uh, going off that, um, I don't know. I don't know if uh, this this condit has enough to offer um, for Brown because, as you said, Brown is going to Brown. Yeah, Brown's like, always Brown, and he's going to do Brown. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's always uh, yeah he's always looking for the finish. Uh, I, I think uh, his his aggression, his tenacity is going to be enough to give condit problems. Uh, so yeah, I'm leaning towards decision. By Brown, um, won't be surprised if he secures a sub though, because you know, no offense to Condit, but uh, he's been subbed. Yeah. He's, he's I mean, getting subbed. So three rounds, I don't think uh, cardio will be an issue for either guys. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it, it all depends on kind of whose offense pays off more. I mean, I don't see either of them really going for a takedown or clenching up on the fence too much. Yeah, but, I mean, if someone stumbles or you know gets a knockdown. I wouldn't see past, you know, Matt Brown going for a submission. I don't think he would want to, but I mean, if the opportunity presents itself, you know, I, I see Matt Brown subbing Condit more than vice versa, right? Yeah, yeah. And honestly, uh, maybe even a TKO for Brown. Who knows? Because he's one of the first dudes that uh, I've seen using what's now known Dagestani handcuff. <laughs> you know, uh, that wrist maneuver that I, I showed you guys where you kind of excuse me when you when you take your opponent's back you reach under their arm yeah. and you grab their their wrist yeah and then it uh forces them to do everything with one hand right yeah exactly so matt brown's one of the first dudes i've seen use that maybe we'll see him utilize it if he uh, hurts uh condit but condit chin of steel man <laughs> yeah i mean if if it's crazy if matt brown can put on a crazy pace and you know just overwhelm Condit with all kinds of uh, attacks at different ranges and things like that. I think he can do it or is likely to, but I mean, it all depends on what range they're fighting at. I think if they're at a kickboxing range, it might favor Condit. Mm -hmm. Depending on how good, in like, the fight he gets battle. there. You know, like if he's, if he's focused on the fight and he's in the zone, like he was against court McGee and he looks as good as he did then, you know, I, I think, uh, I think he's got a good chance. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Like, I, I do, um, you know, it might be kind of like uh, when he fought Nick Diaz, you know, he fought really good off the back pedal, good movement. Uh, might do the same to Brown. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, I think I think Brown's got this one. All right, moving on. Uh, we got uh, the main event of this weekend. Our man, our boy yeah. from Honolulu, Hawaii, Max Holloway. He's going up against Calvin Cater, uh, someone that – has he been under your radar? I'll admit that he was under my uh, radar. I've noticed about him, but, I mean, 
yeah, he doesn't have a majorly massive win streak. So like, I'm a little actually mm-hmm. surprised that he's the name they put in front of Max Holloway. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, good that you said that, or interesting that you said that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's good, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good uh, point to make because uh, I, I do feel like um, you know it's a bit uh, it's a bit early for Calvin. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean uh, Max, you know, he's obviously on the shit end of a losing streak to that tank Alexander. Yeah, a little, just a little monster of a tank. Yeah. Cater, he's on his own two-fight win streak. You know, he had uh, that really cool KO victory over uh, Jeremy Stevens. You see, you see yeah. that one? Yeah, step in elbow, very good. Uh, and then he followed up with that decision win over Dan. Yeah, Ige. I think I think you called him Dan Aish. <laughs> yeah, I uh, just realized uh, <laughs> earlier today that I said that wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dan Ige. Dan Ige's, you know, that guy's a tank of a man. Yeah, well. I mean that fight. Uh, I just watched that uh, recently. I mean. As much as uh, Calvin Cater does excel at a lot of the same things Max does, I think Max is just a step ahead of him on all counts. And he can set a pace that I'm not sure Calvin Cater can match. Because, I mean, Cater, he definitely went 25 minutes with uh, Ige, but at the same time, comparing how fresh he was and the output between them versus something like Max Holloway and his two fights with Volkanovski, or even mm-hmm. what he did with uh, Poirier and uh, Ortega. I think uh, he may just be a step behind on Max Holloway. Yeah, I, I got to peep his last two fights. Um, you know, he's got a good chin. He took a lot of uh, Jeremy Stevens' uh, big yeah, shots. Yeah, early. Right? Kept composed. Uh, he has great boxing. I know I said in the pilot he's aggressive. Oh, man, I got to take that back. Shame on yeah. me. <laughs> He's not aggressive. He's he's more of a counter. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, him and Max, they're they're very similar. I mean, they're both durable. They both can f- keep a keep a fight going for twenty five minutes. They're both, you know, their major asset is their MMA boxing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they both yeah. have like a feeling out process too. I mean, he kind of waited too long against the beat to get the ball rolling because he was taking over the fight in that third round. He just. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't have the foot on the gas for two rounds, so he ended up losing those first two. And then even with Lamas and uh, I forget Chris Fishgold, I don't recognize the name, but I mean, also two more first round knockouts. I mean, if he's looking to finish Max Holloway, he's coming in with the wrong game plan. <laughs> I would agree. I, I don't. I I don't know if uh, that would be the right game plan either. You know, uh, even in the Stevens fight, you know, uh, you're right. It took him about a round, a round and yeah. a half to get his range and timing against Steven before he even landed that elbow. And he, you know, Stevens was, uh, they were going, they were going fist for fist. But uh, yeah, he still got the finish. You know, it was a beautiful step in elbow, yeah. good ground streaks. Um, it was a good finishing sequence. And uh, he was humble about it in the post fight press conference. You know, he said he, Thought he fought like shit against Stevens, you know. So he's 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 level headed. Yeah, I mean, he so, definitely remains uh, composed. I mean, for mm-hmm. the first round and a half, maybe against Stevens. I mean, you were seeing Stevens, you know, really open up, right? He was throwing everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Freaking commentators, Joe and them, I think. You know, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, just oh. repeat. <laughs> 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, he held up and uh, got the finish. So, but yeah, um, even though it is a weird matchup, uh, you noted um, it's kind of absolutely necessary, I guess, given the rankings, right? Yeah. Giving uh, all due respect, Mister Cater, you know, you deserve for getting this far to 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 max, right? Um, but yeah, I agree. I agree with you. It's a gigantic step up in competition. Um, I'm I'm personally not sure either if he's ready for someone on Max's caliber. Yeah. Right? Um, I wouldn't like his chances against this post Volkanovski version of Max. Uh, I wouldn't like his chances against uh, Volkanovski himself. Yeah. And I wouldn't like his chances against that bald head guy with the massive crotch cup, Brian. Ortega. <laughs> yeah. Ortega 2.0. Yeah, I mean, Ortega 2.0. <laughs> Everyone, I think, in the UFC community is waiting for his next appearance. Because what he did yeah. to TKZ was just unbelievable. That was amazing, yeah. After coming back from his own hiatus. Yeah. A lot of these uh, fighters that are coming back from hiatus looking awesome. Yeah, I mean, awesome. time yep. off, you know. You never know when it'll do you some good. Yeah, but uh, in terms for Cater, you know, he's here now, so... You got, you got to swim with the yeah, sharks. I mean, you know? I, I like Darren Till. I will be surprised. <laughs> I fucking love mentioning that guy. <laughs> I will be surprised on all counts if this is anything but a decision Holloway. Yeah, that's yeah. Prediction. I mean, not like Calvin Cater has no chance. He's definitely a strong hitter. He's got great boxing. You know, as long as he doesn't let Max have that round and a half to feel out feel out him the same way he's trying to, you know. There's just not a lot of avenues for success. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with all your points. You know, uh, he is a slow starter. Uh, he throws out a lot of feelers, takes a lot of time to gauge his opponents, right? During the most first, most of the first round, right? And even a, a lot into the second round. I, I, I don't, and I don't think uh, Max will let Calvin like settle in and read everything that Max is going to throw. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he'll catch him with anything that would put max in trouble you know he's taking holloway you know he's taking the best shots from mcgregor Poirier, yeah volkanovsky aldo you know he went uh, up to fight Poirier, who's uh who's made his home at 155 he's he's very comfortable there yeah. he's probably one of the more consistently strong hitters on the feet mm-hmm. i mean yeah apparently uh joe rogan said he's he's now <laughs> struggling to make 155 Ooh. he's a thick yeah boy. i mean he... <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah, that's southern thickness. Yeah, I remember <laughs> just earlier today I saw this post. Uh, you know the Strangle Squad. He uh, mm-hmm. he had a post with the guy very very square face, right? And the caption yeah. was, "When you try to swallow Dustin Poirier's torso in in one go." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love Strangle Squad. Shout out to yeah, Strangle that's... Squad. Calling those guys forever. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, even if people argue that uh, you know chins wear out, right? All chins wear out. It's it's true. Can't deny it. Um, I, I don't think it's time for Max's chin. No, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think Cater will catch him with anything that'll put him in trouble. You know, I I see Max taking advantage. Uh, you know, because uh, Cater's gonna start slow, and he's just gonna. It's just gonna wash yeah. over, you know, unintended. Yeah, I think so. I, I, if anyone's gonna find their range first, you know, it's it's probably gonna be Max. He's got more experience mm-hmm. in the five rounds fights. He 
he's found his range against how many other people? I mean, he arguably found his range against uh, Poirier. It just happened to be Poirier's range too. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a freaking amazing yeah. fight. Oh, no. It's it's just hard to watch. I want to watch it, but then I get I get kind of like I hold back because I'm like I don't want to. See <laughs> yeah, it never happened. <laughs> Sorry, Dustin. <laughs> oh, I love Dustin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would take Max by unanimous decision, and we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, before uh, we meet the end here, uh, uh, the next week, next week's event, UFC on ESPN twenty or UFC Fight Island eight, Michael Chiesa versus Neil Magny. Just want to do a quick brush up, you know, uh, with all due respect to the rest of the card. Um, but the main event is a fight that I would like to discuss, yeah. you know, and. You know, um, but first, uh, yeah, uh, we were talking about the the backlog in in the welterweight title picture. It's crazy, you know. Usman, right? He got uh, he's the reigning champ. You got Colby and one uh, Wonder Boy. They want to take some shine off Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, someone wants that. Woodley, yeah, Woodley and Maya both seem to be in the twilight of their careers, yeah. right? There and and then below <laughs> of all that, uh, you got Kiesa yeah. and, and they're just trying to get through all that noise. Yeah, and I mean, they're <laughs> right next to each other on the, the board. So unless there's some kind of spectacular finish, they may only be moving up one or two spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so very complicated picture. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Woodley Maya, they, they're longtime staples of the UFC. Maya doesn't have long on his contract. I don't think he'll stick around very much. I mean, Woodley, I don't know what, what Woodley's going to do next. I mean, he's... Mm-hmm. that guy's been just falling in and out of love, falling in and out of love with the U.S. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's champion, right? He wasn't exactly the most exciting champion, Rain. I mean, yeah. he's two fights with yeah. Thompson. Tough, tough Thompson were good. Maya, he he did what he had to to get the win. If he did anything else, he probably would have got subbed. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say he's one of the greatest welterweights. You know, he got the belt and he defended yeah. it. All of Woodley. But uh, yeah, not looking too good for you there. Um, hope hopefully it turns up for you, Mister Woodley. Uh, but yeah, tough spot for uh, Michael Chiesa and Neil Magny, Definitely. considering all that stuff happening above them in their rankings. Um, but yeah, I guess they just got to fight each other, right? Claw into the title picture. Yeah. Maybe go at Woodley or Maya. Um, I know you're a fan of Chiesa. I don't personally follow his career too closely. No. No, I'm not. I'm not a passionate fan. But uh, what, what do you think? You think he's in his prime? Uh, Are you seeing a prime? Am I missing something? I think. Here? Uh, I think a lot of the times, you know, he's a very emotional dude, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean that whole incident with you know Conor McGregor and calling him his ma- mama's boy or whatever it was. Or was, no, that was Kevin oh, Lee. Kevin yeah, Lee. Kevin Lee. Yeah, yeah that, that outburst and. <laughs> I mean, as as a submission so specialist, he got submitted by, you know, Kevin Lee and Anthony Pettis, both of which have, you know, their own ground game, which is notable. But I mean, mm-hmm. beyond that, most of his victories are submissions and decisions. I think uh, as good as he's been lately, he he has been, you know, looking better in every appearance. But I mean, Magny, mm-hmm. I think is just a step ahead of him and he's got some stand up to go with it. Yeah, man, love Magny's performance. Yeah, Magny just has really has more of the puzzle put together. Well rounded, 
Yeah. Right? He's so well-rounded. Can he can do there a are, lot? There are I a mean, lot of those fighters who, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, the just who they are. They have all the pieces to be a great champion, but they have trouble putting the puzzle together, right? Like Kevin Lee, yeah, that's yeah. one of the people I thought, you know, I mean, physically as an athlete, you know, it seems like he'd have a great career, and he he definitely did, or is having a great career. But you know, you never know what uh, what's missing. Yeah, shaky stuff, shaky stuff. Yeah, um, you know, I, I I've definitely followed Magni uh, and his storyline closely, more closely than Kiesa, and that masterpiece against Lawler. You know, I I think he's ready to break into the top five. You know, his striking's on yeah. point. Very good at everything. Maybe a master of nothing, but very good at everything. Uh, when he fought Robbie, he knew when to engage, right? He knew when to grapple. He knew when to keep on the outside. It was just impressive. Yeah. Dominant. You know, former champion Robbie. Um, it's tough to watch again, but, <laughs> you know. It's never easy. Some, some good fighters have to lose sometimes. Yeah. Um, have you watched any of uh, Kiesa's recent fights, though? I, I have to brush up on Kiesa before the card starts. Uh, well, he's basically just a grappling submission specialist. I don't want to say basically. Mm-hmm. like Yeah, no, no, yeah, that but, I know, but I just haven't seen his recent fights. I mean, Diego Sanchez, RDA, and Carlos Condit, he basically did the same thing. You know, a lot of a lot of grappling, a lot of, not a lot of, but, you know, some very basic uh, striking. He's definitely getting better at the stand-up, but, I mean, he's mm-hmm. still got his specialty. I mean, yeah. he's got he's got yeah. some more wild names: Carlos Condit, Diego Sanchez, RDA are all three worthwhile names in his most recent streak. Uh, Pettis and mm-hmm. Lee are high level competition. He had two back to back losses. Before that, I yeah. mean, I think he had another streak. Yeah, I mean, he's mostly so. got a winning record too. I mean, if I was to hope someone would win, I like Neil Magny a little more. Yeah, and I think he's too. also just uh, <laughs> a more complete fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Kiesa. Um, yeah. Like that guy. Uh, I think he has a foundation. Uh, shout out to Kiesa and his foundation. If you, if anyone wants to check it out, just go check him out. Um, but yeah. Um, how, how do you see the fight playing out then? Uh, who, who do you take? Uh, I take Magni. I think. Uh, uh, decision? Yeah. More than likely decision. I mean, Kiesa's mm-hmm. good on the ground. Magni's good on the ground. Magni, you know, is one of the few guys who really know how to use his reach. Not only fighting at a distance, but also how to close that distance yeah. when he when he needs to or separate. He's gotten much better at yeah. closing that yeah. distance. Because sometimes when he closed it, he would end up getting sucked yeah. or finished. Yeah, but he's, he's, done, he's done a lot better, especially in that Robbie fight. It really showed. Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. Again, uh, for me, I see Magni. He's a step above Chiesa. Um, I would be concerned if the fight ends up on the ground, but I think Magli, Magni will be good. I think he'll uh, stave off the attempts by uh, by Chiesa and Cruz to a uh, unanimous decision. So, Magni by you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anyways, that brings uh, this first episode to an end you know uh if, if anyone feels like it was long this is what we do yeah this is what it's all right? about so so just just pick your side of the fence and uh this, this is this is how it's going okay mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh as always uh thanks for uh 
being with me through this process. I want to give a shout out to my wife as well, Claire. Claire, I love you. She's just over there. She's been very supportive while we've been trying to figure out and get this first episode going, get the pilot going, the test pod, all that stuff, texting back and forth, trying to get it uh, together. Uh, The laptop, I had a Chromebook. That shit didn't work for audio upload and all that. So many speed bumps, people, you wouldn't know. And that's a story for another time. This is all about MMA. And we are done for the day. Yeah, this is Hespectful Keith. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks always, uh, Throblo. <laughs> I got uh, to change that name at some point. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'll stop laughing <laughs> yeah. at it, man. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Goddamn American. But we'll go with it, man. We'll go with it. We're yeah, riding we'll, with it. All right? and if you change, we'll put a it, thumbnail we'll up there. <laughs> Stan Smith somehow. Yeah, put, a, put a pin <laughs> in that. All right, man. But uh, thanks a lot. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, yeah, Hespect. Peace. Peace, man. Hey, thank you so much for listening in on today's episode of the Hespect MMA podcast. If you'd like to connect with me and discuss your own responses over anything MMA related, come follow my Instagram or Twitter at aspect underscore MMA. And for those of you listening in via YouTube, remember to hit that like and subscribe button to show some continued love and support. Appreciation to you, and tune in on the next episode. Much respect.